Good early morning, ladies and gentlemen. Casual Talk Radio is back with another episode here. Gentlemen's World, thank you for listening to us today. Got some interesting topics. Going to go through those. Let's go ahead and get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump into our internal updates for those curious, and then follow on with our topic for today. CasualTalkRadio.net is the site. Check us out. We're making changes. There's still some more changes that are forthcoming. Ties to my internal updates, but just so you know, CasualTalkRadio.net, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, feedback, links at the top to contact us comes directly to me. I read each and every one of them. Happy to hear from the listeners. Make sure that we're on track and just see what we're doing. You also can listen to our audio directly from the site. So if you don't have an app or you like to listen from the web, that's a great place to do so. You can still listen from anchor.fm, which is our host, but casualtalkradio.net now does have a player where you can play directly from the site and it'll follow you as you navigate through the site. Check it out when you get a moment. Let's go ahead and get into our internal news here. Today's episode for Casual Talk Radio will be pretty slim, quick. Uh, just quick update on the endeavor. It's going smoothly, much smoother than before. And we're making great progress. I think I mentioned that before, but also I'm struggling with the relocation part of it because unfortunately these companies simply don't want my money. Now I'm having to kind of work around that. I got some other paperwork. I got a file for my other business. So I've, I've got stuff to do, certainly not lacking for work to do, but it's very unnerving to see all these companies simply ignore my money. And I don't know why that's where we're at. There's nothing other than that. And today I want to address one thing. I try not to talk about politics unless if it's certainly, you know, relevant to the topic directly, you know, like with the government and the harm they did in 2021, obviously that's a thing, right? Roe v. Wade, that was a thing. And I talk about those, I'm not going to fall into the trap. And I think it's a trap with things like the Nancy Pelosi going to China and wearing a pink suit and all this. I, I think it's garbage. I think it's a waste of time in my opinion, because it hides a lot of the real issues that are out there. For example, there was a unfortunately non-bipartisan submission sent for asking for a cognitive test for the president because, of course, he exhibits signs of Alzheimer's. He's shuffling around, slurring words, forgetting names, forgetting places. You know, you heard he had forgotten, you know, hey, you know the thing. You know, he'd forgotten things that are kind of expected of a president and, you know, the way he talks and he'll double speak. And so there are concerns about his mental health and if anybody remembers, during the Trump administration, pretty much to a T, the Democrats forced President Trump to take this cognitive test because they felt like he was unstable, you know, he's going to hit the nuclear button, etc., and he passed it with flying colors. Well, now, the person who was the White House uh, physician at the time of the Barack Obama administration, which, of course, Joe Biden was the vice president, had come out in support of doing a cognitive test on Joe Biden, and None of the Democrats want to do it. And that's obvious because they know what the results will show. They will show that he's clearly on the decline. And that's a risk, I believe, for the safety and security of the country. And because we see that it's you're just taking sides and they won't have an answer. And many of them are going into hiding because we're coming close to November. I've, I've largely not spoken in depth about those things because it's transparent. And I'm just kind of biding my time, no pun intended, for November, hoping for a blowout so that we can get back to some common sense sanity. So I haven't, I've actively not done it. So now I'm going to simply tell you a story. Happened today, 
And it was unexpected and it's frustrating. And I, I understand, but at the same time, I think we're degrading and declining as an organization, as a society, as a country, as a, as a nation. So I needed to set up a service. And for some of these services, notary is required. Now, I had to do this during the pandemic like three or four times. And I've used varying services. So it depends on what it is. Uh, OnlineNotary.net is one that I've used. Notarize, one I've used. Um, as there's more of an embrace on these online notary services, I've always wanted to lean towards those as opposed to, you know, having to go down. Now, mind you, they're more expensive because of what it is. But, you know, having to go down to UPS store, there's likely a line in there, three people or whatnot. And then they don't really know how to notarize it. And there's all this chaos. I know I had done one for this organization that was forcing it. This was in uh, April, I believe, of 2021. And I went down to the local mail place that's about a, mile, a half a mile maybe down the road. And nice lady, and she did what she could do. And then her card reader didn't work, so she basically gave it to me for free. And I'm like, are you sure? And she said yes. And then I submitted it. And they're like, well, this field over here needs to be filled out like this. Now, mind you, this document, I filled it out I countless times since I was 18 years old. So it's not changed. It's the same form, same document. Everybody knows, which is the I-9 form. And I know that form. There are some guidelines for how you fill it out. As a past auditor, for the most part, they'll leave you alone as long as the core data matches your identifying documents. That's all you have to make sure. They're not as overly picky about things like, did you write NA in this field that doesn't apply? And you can still add it in after the fact if you really wanted to circle up the wagons. They just want to make sure that you verify the ID and that that person is legally authorized to do work in the United States. That's really what they're going after. But a lot of companies get nervous because they don't know how to deal with the auditors. So with notary now, with online notary becoming more and more of a thing, thank goodness, it was an exciting time because I don't have to go down to one of these places, sit in line, and do all the nonsense. And for documents, remember, everybody has largely gone paperless. You're utility bills. They probably pushed you 10 times to Sunday to go paperless on your billing, on your bank statements. And so I have PDFs of whatever bills I need at any time, and I can attach and upload whenever I need to. Then I run into one of the services I use, which is Notarize. And having used it before, I know what it did. You simply uploaded. In this case, you have to show a driver's license and a, some other ID, which in my case is either a you know utility bill or copy of the lease or a copy of your voter registration, which is stupid, or a copy of your vehicle registration, which I don't have. So utility bill, no problem, but it's PDF. So I'm expecting them to allow me to upload this to give it to them. They don't. They want you to take a photo on your phone and send it to them. Now, here's the problem. Because of the push to paperless, that means that I'd be forced to basically print a document that's already digital just to make this tool happy. And that doesn't work for me, brother. And so I'm going through this process, doing the best I can with my webcam, because I do have a webcam. I'm at my computer. All my docs are at the computer, and I've done this before, so it should be the same thing. I get on the call, and this lady who's got to be probably in her late 50s, maybe mid-60s, and she's confused, and she doesn't. She said, well, the image didn't come through. Okay, well, that's because your tool doesn't let me upload what you need. Otherwise, if we saw that, I can show you on the camera. Well, no, I need the doc that way. Well, great. Tell me how to upload it. I can do it or I can email it. Well, no, I can send you a link for your phone. There is no phone. There will not be a phone. I can upload or attach, send whatever you need. There will not be a phone. Well, I need a phone. You know, do you have a phone? She asked me five times. Even though I said there will be no phone, there is no phone, there will be no phone. She wasn't listening. 
So then she's getting frustrated because she's not listening. She's frustrating herself. So then she's like, I'll say, I'll send this link and you can do it through the computer, but it's basically going to ask for the camera again. So I hung up on her. And then I went and I lodged a complaint with their official outlet. And then I went to the other service, which is onlinenotary.net. And there's no paid announcement here. I'm just telling the story. And I've used onlinenotary.net before, less than notarize.net. Here's why. Notarize has reached out to a lot of these different services that require notary. And they have an integration. So when you do the service, they'll just send you a link that says, okay, go ahead and notarize your document now. And they'll automatically send it to us. So that saves you steps, right? Well, the problem is notarize is a garbage now service. And so I have this fancy integration. I can't use it because I can't send the docs they want. The other one, onlinenotary.net does not have the integration, but you go in and the first thing they want you to do is take a photo of your driver's license from your webcam. That's it. You give them the document that you're doing the signature for. You could even add signature blocks. You can add text blocks. You do all this. You get on the call and it takes a while to get somebody on the line, but you get on the call and they'll just talk you through and verify your address, verify the ID on the camera. So you hold it up again to make sure it's the same ID as before that you already gave them. If you have another document, they'll note down what the document is and then they'll note your document, notarize your document, send it back and say, just make sure this is attached when they submit it, pay it and you're done. Takes you two minutes at most. And I'm stunned, not because of how seamless that is, but because that's how notarized used to be. That's what they used to be. Simple, clean, easy, in and out, because at the end of the day, the ID is really what matters. Your driver's license, your passport, whatever that is, it's really what matters. The secondary ID matters, but not to the degree that they make it, where they force you to essentially have a mobile phone, print out a document that's already a PDF, just so you can make their tool happy to snap a photo on your phone, which wasn't going to happen. I'm not printing something that's already digital when you could just give me an upload function. And in onlinenotary.net, they didn't even ask me to upload the second document because they didn't need to, because at the end of the day, it's somebody else that needs to file that. It's the actual service that needs it. So you just simply give it to them as an attachment. You write in the box that it's a bill for whatever, or it's the registration for whatever, write in what it is and then send it over there. And then you're done. The service only cares that it's notarized. They don't care about anything else. And if it's audited, they just want to make sure that you have the supporting docs that you wrote in there. That's it. So it's a simple process. I knew this having been an auditor. So getting disrupted by notarized absolutely pissed me off because I'll tell you this. I know it's weird because you're hearing a technologist say these things, but no, I'm not going to be forced to use a mobile phone to do basic services. I refuse because at the end of the day, when we're talking secure, sensitive documents, we're talking about identification documents. We're talking about documents where your identity could be stolen. They will not be on any phone that I own. They will light less likely be on any tablet that I own. They will be on my computer because I can protect it. I can see what's going on. I can see the traffic. I can see what they're doing under the hood. I can see if there's any improper accesses. I can lock stuff down. I have control of it, not on the phone or the tablet. So no, I am one of those, and that's fine if I'm alone, but I refuse this rush to force everybody to use your phone to do basic secure type functions. If we're talking something like, you know, pull out a whatever phone and take a photo of the front of your house for an inspection request, okay, sure, whatever. Who cares? Because, you know, the, I'm, it's already location aware. Fine. When they start talking about, okay, we need your phone to take a selfie, and I'm like, I can use my webcam to take the same selfie, and they're like, no, then I got a problem. Because, again, there are certain things that a phone's used for, one of them being phone calls, and no, I'm not going to use it to conduct sensitive, secure business 
And I would argue people should not be willing to do that. It's just that the businesses are just rushing to it and nobody's complaining. I'll complain and I have complained and I will continue complaining because if you don't understand how insensitive, largely, your devices are, I do recommend you do some research. Your identity can be stolen depending on what these companies are asking you to do. Your information could be breached. It's happened before multiple times. Be studious and be cautious about what you use your device for. If you want to go ahead and do it because it's simple and convenient, I celebrate and respect you for that decision. No problem. I'm saying I am not doing it. And I would recommend other people really think about the kinds of information that you're being forced to use your phone to do, as opposed to simply using the computer like we've always done. I understand. There are young kids out there that don't like using the computer because they type on their, they text on their phone all day long. Those kids need to learn to use computers for certain aspects and use their phone for what the phone is really designed to do to keep themselves safe. Like more, more than anything else, it's to keep you safe. So that's my call to action. Be thinking about when and why you're being required to use your mobile device where it simply doesn't make any sense. If we're talking something that has no security implication, right? You need to access your college information on the go. Sure, mobile device, no problem. If you need to just simply send a quick, you know, blip over to your supervisor, letting them know that you're going to be out sick. Sure, absolutely. If you need to tell somebody while they're out at the store to just grab a grab a pack of eggs while they're there, absolutely no problem. If you need to call an Uber because you need to go somewhere, absolutely. These are non-sensitive, transactional, simple things that they don't have the same level of risk of something like transmitting your ID documents or transmitting forms that have your full-on address and information that could be used to breach your identity, like your date of birth. And I'm talking about not using it for these purposes that these companies are forcing and really push back and arguably try to find other services that give you the same quality of service without that requirement. And ideally, you would feel more comfortable on the computer where you can control that access to some degree. Or if for whatever reason, let's say you're nowhere near a computer, right? You're out and you need to contact somebody and you have to do it that way. No problem. I know what we used to do is just go to the library and do it, but I understand that, you know, library is a kind of a dying egg. So I understand the limits of people and their tolerance and their patience. It's simply a call to action. Be thinking about what information you're communicating through your mobile device and why, because I think it's going to put you at increased risk. We've seen so many breaches I wouldn't want to see anybody listening to this get their identity breached because you know they're not going to get punished when that happens. They'll just simply say, well, it is what it is, and we'll give you two years of monitoring of your credit, which doesn't do you any good because ultimately those companies are still making millions and millions of dollars off the backs of your data. So I got it resolved, onlinenotary.net. I can't speak highly enough of them. Again, they didn't pay me for any of this. I'm just giving them kudos because they were able to do what I, I was surprised that Notarized could not do, which is to simply notarize my document from a computer. Sounds like a basic need. But again, I see too much of this frequent rush towards forcing everything to be a mobile device. I give kudos to many of my services that I use, like Schwab. You know, I've had issues with Schwab before, but ever since we got back acquainted, they've been great as a as a financial institution. Fidelity, fantastic. I've never had any issues. These are organizations that don't force a mobile thing. They still talk about it, but they don't force you to do it, right? Or if I'm just hitting, you know, Word documents or Excel spreadsheets, which I do on occasion, or Outlook, if I do on occasion, my podcast, which I do on occasion, all of these things are things best done on a computer 
and I can secure things like my tax documents. Like I would never file my taxes on a mobile document. I know you can, but I would refuse to do it because of the security of it. Number one, I've already had the thing breached. And so I refuse to do that, but also because crunching those numbers and doing all that stuff, it's like, no, I'd rather just be at a computer, get it done. It is what it is. Uh, any legal forms I need to fill out, I would rather do it at a computer. So maybe I'm a dying breed and that's cool. I'll be a dying breed. I will, I will welcome that mantle long as I am still on the earth. And I will preach that I think people need to get back into that groove of welcoming computers for the right reasons, which is they're the best way to do things. Number one, number two, they're the easiest way to get stuff done. And number three, you know, the distractions, right? You, when you're on your mobile device, it's just tempting you to be distracted. If you like being distracted and you rather than do your work for eight hours, great power to you. I just believe that we should embrace computers for what they do for their specific purpose and use phones back for their limited purpose, which is communication, basic communication. That's my thoughts anyway. I, you know what? I welcome any feedback. Anybody has any thoughts or opinions about that? I am simply sharing my rant because I was very frustrated seeing this garbage as a technologist myself, seeing technology be misused in factors like this. As a close note, I'll just go ahead and get this announcement out of the way now. I am close to, have not fully committed, but I am close to potentially uh, going after a specific type of degree. And the only reason I'm going after a specific type of degree is because there are opportunities that I think would benefit from it and some of the knowledge gained in it. I have to think about whether I'm going to do it or not. It would be somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, like four, well, it's not, it's not expensive, put it that way. So if I choose to do it, I just have to commit the time. Of course, I've got the podcast, I have to balance uh, podcasts, plural. I've got my endeavor that I need to work on the side. And then my relocation, figuring that out. There's just a bunch of stuff. It's figuring out the time at this point where I'll fit it in. If I choose to start doing it, I had an idea about another podcast. And the only reason I didn't continue, I, I talked about this on a past episode. I was going to be creating a new podcast talking about um, education, college, higher education. And I backed off because the community decided they didn't want it. If I do go down this journey, I would probably consider doing that. Once I get a commit in my mind of whether I'm going to do it or not, I'll keep you up to date, let you know what's happening. And if there's any schedule changes, you'll be the first to hear it. I don't anticipate any. But I will say I'd like to get relocated before I do it. So at this rate, with people not wanting my money, probably not going to happen in 2022. Time will tell. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.